one of the Miners, which is a new series that we are starting today, of all days, funny enough, with Hosea. And speaking of moms, we are actually joined by Aaron's mom, Jackie. Thank you. Thanks for coming. She's very nervous, so that's okay. We'll get through this. And special happy Mother's Day to my mom who's watching, who's now wondering why she's not on here. So this is fine. So Jackie, would you mind I don't, just giving a little bit about yourself? I'm Aaron's mom and also known as uh, Jackie Guja. My husband is Jim. And then Sean's the oldest of the two. Oh, I was born in Missouri. I have six brothers and two sisters. So how many of you are left? Uh, three brothers are gone. Hmm. The one that was 11 months older than me, we lost. He, he was 63 when he passed away. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of miss him. Us two always got caught. Not not doing anything. It's just that... We got had, caught, but not doing had, anything. The older, bro- the older brothers took care of the younger children, and so my brother and I just kind of got caught in the middle. There was like, okay, you guys can fend for yourself. <laughs> Where do you fall in, in line I'm of- the first girl after five boys. Oh, wow. Okay. Did they want another boy, or they didn't really care, or did they were expecting a girl? I mean, well, my grandma, my grandmother was upset with my mom because she named me Jacqueline, but she knew I'd be called Jackie. And my grandmother was a school teacher, a governess, and she's old school. You know, you give her a feminine name, and you don't let. Mm-hmm. So she told my mom, "You had five boys for her, and you couldn't have called one of them Jackie." <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I get the Jackie. What's the, so what's the difference between him and his brother? Like, what, what kind of personalities did they have growing up? And The boy's father and I, by the time they were two and four, you know, even though he was still around, but he was gone as far as the family goes. I think Sean kind of took on a, maybe a, a, a father role a little bit. Maybe a little more concerned where Aaron was still, you know, hey, I'm Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but... Uh, yeah, Aaron, I, I just had, you know, I enjoyed him, boy. Two different personalities. So you know. did Sean, was Sean more like of a rule follower? Like, this is the right thing, we're going to do this thing? When he was little, yes. It, it, you know, like, uh, first time I, he ever, to me, he, he, uh, he colored on the hall wall. And Sean really didn't need to be spanked. All you had to do is really talk to him. And so I just, I, I looked at Sean and I said, Sean, oh, I did not expect this out of you. I, I can't believe you did this. I just broke his heart. <laughs> it was like, oh no! Now if it had been Aaron, he, he would have hid the crayons. You know, in Sean's room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the water. With yeah. the water on the. With the water on the thing. Yeah. Sean did it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you never asked Aaron, did you do it? You knew who did it <laughs> until older. And then when his brother got a little wise, <laughs> he knew Aaron and have to fall. Do you have a favorite memory of them growing up? With Sean, he always wanted to replace Dusty Baker. He wanted to be a professional baseball player, and he was good. Sean was very good. And he had some bad... He was. He, he, uh, he was know, a natural athlete. He, yeah, he, was, he had a home run that year at the age of 15. He bowled a 300 game when he was 15. Hmm. But Aaron... It, it, his his attitude. I I loved Aaron's attitude, even though he was always curious. I loved his attitude because he never gave up. He just like when he when he was catching for Sean, and I was really concerned. And uh, I go, Aaron, aren't you afraid you get hurt? He goes, Nope. He says, I got my I've got my stuff on. I've got my uh, 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 chest pad, and I've got everything else. He says, 
no problem. And I just thought, that's the way to do it. Hmm. So last question I have on this subject. Did, did you, were you surprised when he started being like a youth pastor and, and getting into ministry? Was that? Well, when he was about 12 is when he um, brought the Lord. And Actually, whenever he okay. would tell me, well, <laughs> yeah, but you started reading because we were still in the house on Vine. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's right, we, because right. Chad's parents were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, he would say, I made a promise. To, I, he goes, Mom, are we going to be home by midnight? And I go, well, yeah. And I go, yeah. He says, well, if we're not, he says, i got to take my toothbrush because I told God I would brush my teeth before midnight. I did. I was going to brush teeth every day. A lot of that came out from Sue, too, because Sue sat me down one time and said, uh, do you want to go to hell? And I'm like, what's hell? That's you, my sister. That's, that's her sister. Uh-huh. And I said, what's she told us all. She said, <laughs> she said, hell is a place where you burn forever. You put your hand on a stove and you couldn't pull it away. And it was really hot. And I go, yeah, she goes, but you couldn't pull it away over your body forever. And I go, I don't want that. Well, you need to pray this prayer. Okay, what do I say? What do I say? I just want to get past this. And I made a promise to God to brush my teeth. I will brush my teeth. That will get me into heaven right there. Jesus didn't need to die on the cross. I, I just need to brush my brush teeth. My teeth. <laughs> Carry that thing Pro, around with you all the time. in the form of a toothbrush. And he did. Wow. He, he, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for being here again. I uh, appreciate this. We we're talking about Hosea and uh, as a minor prophet. Would you mind explaining kind of what you talked about in the message, but also um, what the minor prophets did in uh, in the Old Testament? Like, what's a theme throughout all of them? Uh, so the minor prophets, they're called minor prophets because their books are shorter as opposed to the major pro- prophets whose books are longer. They're not JV or anything like that. And the minor prophets always have this theme of restoring Israel, except for Jonah, who was sent to Assyria. But it's restoring Israel, calling them back. Some are very excited. Some are very sad. Some are very angry. But the whole overarching theme of them, I think, is to ultimately point to what God is going to do in the rescue and redemption of his people. And so when you look at Hosea, Hosea, the whole theme is how God loves his people as his bride, how his bride has been unfaithful, what God does to bring them back, which is the same thing God does for us, is he calls us and brings us back to himself. Did you have any takeaways after reading the book? Probably just reminding mm-hmm. us that uh, the way God works, mm-hmm. you know, the way he uses his prophets mm-hmm. in which situations, because, you know, most women, if they were, you know, they would have been stoned. They wouldn't have mm-hmm. been anywhere around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it's not only res- uh, how he's restoring Israel or trying to restore Israel, but uh, also how he used her to kind of show that he's going to restore her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, when, you, when you look at a lot of people say, well, why would God do that? It's, it's kind of like when you go through the book of Job. And in the book of Job, people are like, man, is God going to do this to me? And I don't think we worry about that so much because we're not Job. There are, I, I think when you look at the prophets and what God does to them, it's special circumstances and for special things. When, you know, one of the prophets has to cook his food over dung, you know, God is not telling you that you have to cook your food over poop. It's, it's special circumstances that God is showing certain things certain ways. And so he, he takes Hosea and he says specifically, I am going to show Israel what they are like with me, what a relationship is like. And so you are going to go marry this prostitute. 
And the way that that relationship goes is what Israel is like with me. And really, it's like what a lot of us are like with him. We, it, I, I love the line where God says, and, and she runs after the cakes and the raisins, because that's what we do. It's like the shiny thing, the thing that we think we want or that brings us comfort. We, are, we get distracted and run after it, and we leave God to run after our cakes and our raisins. Mm-hmm. And we realize in the end, the cakes and the raisins never fulfill us and leaves us wanting more than ever. And then God doesn't be like, see, I told you so. God actually comes and tenderly brings us back to himself. Yeah, your three points in the message were the book of Hosea shows us our relationship with God is like a marriage. Our relationship with God is like a bad marriage. (laughs) And what God has done to heal and the marriage and what it cost him. In, In a marriage, you know somebody and someone knows you better than anybody else in the world it's 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 not always a comfortable place to be because you can't hide things from somebody else and what that leads to a lot of times is you get irritated with the person you're married to much quicker than probably a lot of other people you when you're having a bad day you will you will lash out or say things you don't mean to but you but you're instantly on the defensive if you meet a stranger typically you're you're much nicer to a stranger but that person you're so close to because they know everything you don't hold anything back anymore and us with God, God knows us so well, and we're supposed to come to a place where we know Him, that it doesn't move to that negative place, but moves to a place of deep intimacy, because we realize God knows our hearts, and we can't hide anything from Him. But it is like a marriage, because again, God knows us better than we know ourselves. My wife probably knows me and my reactions to certain things better than I know what my reactions are to certain things. Like, there, there are times we'll be talking about things, and, and, I'll, and I'll say an answer, and she goes, Really? I thought it would be because of this. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it is because of that. It's just she she knows me many times better than I know myself and how I try to deflect certain things. So Jesus died and paid the price to buy us away from our enslavements. Right. And, I, and I love the story of Hosea because it really goes, just shows so graphically, like, that is what we do. We, we whore ourselves after everything else. That God created, and not the, and, and not worship Him, right? Yeah, um, and not only that, but for Him to already marry her, He marries her, yeah. and then she's gone, mm-hmm. and then he, God says, "Go get her," mm-hmm. you know. Don't stop. For him to go like, well, I've tried this. Why would you want me to do this again? Mm-hmm. You know. The point of Isaiah is to show us who we are. We're, we're not God in the story. You know, we're Gomer. That's, that's who we are. And, and so often we think that when we read stories like this, that we're God or we're Hosea. Hosea is representing God. We are represented by Gomer. And that's what we need to see in the story, that we are the ones who have run away and that God is the one who chases us down. When we've given ourselves to the thing where we feel like, we're in chains, we can never get free, and God is the one who comes and bids and pays for us and ransoms us and redeems us. And she really did nothing mm-hmm. except kept running away. You know, I, I gave myself to God when I was very young, and uh, even though I, I may have strayed, but through all those times that I have, He's always brought me back. Mm-hmm. And it isn't me going after Him, it's mm-hmm. Him coming after me like, uh-uh. I'm just not, you know, you're going to get yourself into trouble, but, but believe me, you will be pulled. And when you do it, it's not going to be always easy. And, you know, and you're going to have to work, you know, but, you know, being, you know, just uh, as old as I am now, and I, I can, as a child, I can see where the Holy Spirit, where God put his spirit there 
to protect me as a child, even though I didn't totally get protected, but there was enough there that my emotional part stayed protected. So how did, how did that really define or shape how you trust God today? Like, it sounds like such a uh, foundational um, trust that had to have been formed, that you, you trust that He's got you, right? Yeah. Is that, is that true? Yes. It's just where he's pulled me out of, the times he's pulled me out of. And, and, and people may think it's strange, but also have told me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's that voice that says, either from the Spirit, just say, you've you got to get up and do this. That, you know. And, of course, I obeyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I didn't pray again, you know, yeah. but he's there. And I think, like you say, in Jose, he's trying to teach Israel. I mean, we're just as obstinate as Israel was, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, things that we go after, that we shouldn't be going after. I think sometimes we're, we're even worse because mm-hmm. we have been we know given better. the we, Holy Spirit. We have the been, scriptures. Yes, mm-hmm. and and they didn't have the same things that we do. Kind of makes how we run even worse. It's it's kind of like how we just get so used to God's goodness that we take it for granted. It goes back to the last couple messages yeah. of just God's provision. Just mm-hmm. we don't. We, we always grumble. We always lead to a place grumb- where it becomes yeah. mundane and, and we're bored or mm-hmm. we want something else to eat. And You know, I, I can say things to him that I've never said to anybody. And that probably from being a small child who was, who was mo- emotionally left alone most mm-hmm. of the time is probably made some things hard for me as, like even in my marriage between Jim and I, I don't talk. I, I'll, I'll say everything to God. And I can say anything, but I can't do that mm-hmm. to even people that are very close to me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how much I trust him. Yeah. So as we run after our own cakes and raisins, whatever that that is, it's different for all of us. It's it's always something created and not the creator. But but God comes in flesh and He pays our ransom. He's in the market. He's buying us back from our our sin, our, our enslavement that, that we are in. Uh, and so spend some time reflecting on that and, and praise God for what he has done, who he is and what he has done, and that he doesn't leave us in that market. He doesn't leave us enslaved, uh, that he offers hope and freedom and redemption. And we can love him and trust him uh, more and more every day because he is faithful and he never wavers. Uh, and so hopefully that this story helps if you've never heard it uh, and encourages your faith and strength. And we'll be back next week with another minor prophet. No, no. So, so you would come up and you would say, "Do you want to go to the grocery store?" You would say this when we were. I know he hated me. Would you, I didn't. I didn't want to go. But you know why? Every time I went to the grocery store, I got in trouble. Because I grab things or do things, you get so mad at us. You say you're gonna get a spank when you get home. So you'd say, "Well, you gotta go." And I'm always like, "Well, why do you even ask if I want to go or not?" You think I'm gonna say yes? See, you learned that early. Yeah. So, yeah. so why, why even ask? Why even ask if I want to go? And every time I went to the grocery store, you spanked me when we got home. Because, and I'm like, and half time thinking, "How is this my fault?" I said I didn't want to go. And I said you had to go. I know. And I'm like, why? Why am I getting spanked? You knew I was gonna grab that thing on the shelf or I was going to run down the thing or I was going to poop my pants in the back of Kmart. You knew it was going to happen. <laughs> oh, he was a joy. Yeah. <laughs>